0: Hello, Celestial Citizens, I'm Britt Duffy-Adkins, and welcome to Continuum. The universe is expanding, and so is the space industry. With all the new developments, announcements, and launches, it can be a lot to keep up with. So we're here to help. Whether you're a space enthusiast or just starting to look up at the stars, we're the outlet providing space news for everyone. Yes, flat earthers will call us fake news, and we wear that badge proudly. And without further ado, here's Continuum. And on today's show. It is historic, not only because of the SpaceX Starship launch, but also because we're joined by Tony DiBernardo, science and space communicator extraordinaire and creator of the YouTube channel Space But Messier. Tony, great to have you here.
1: Thank you for having me. I'm a fan of the podcast, so it was awesome when you asked me to come on.
0: Thank you. Yeah. Oh,
1: so, my God. Oh, <laughs> Okay, well, um, okay, it's either exploding or they're launching,
0: it's happening. <laughs> Tony, uh, have you ever seen a rocket launch that doesn't have a countdown?
1: Uh, well, I guess this intro's the podcast. We we're covering Starship today, and it decided to launch without a countdown.
0: <laughs> really coming in hot today on 420. Wow, good one! Good. Yeah,
1: they really thanks. love that candle.
0: <laughs> um, okay, so so far, so good, right? I mean. We've wow.
1: Okay, so, so we're listening to the feed of NASA Spaceflight. They're quiet. They are. It's really no... quiet.
0: Oh, now we're getting a little bit of something <laughs> here.
1: I guess there's nobody talking. Everyone was shocked. What are? they? Well, it's li- it's flying.
0: This is a. This is totally what you would expect from a SpaceX launch. No. I, yeah. It's no, like...
1: I would expect much more explosion uh, from a first <laughs> SpaceX launch. But I'm happy it didn't explode.
0: <laughs> I mean, that thing is going. How
1: dare Starship interrupt my intro? What is their <laughs> problem?
0: <laughs> it totally cut you off, Tony. I'd wow. like to thank the
1: Academy. Oh my gosh, the rockets fly.
0: Wow. I mean, you've got to imagine, like, what are the people on the ground saying right now?
1: I don't, they're probably speechless like we are. Yeah.
0: Could you imagine being the person that's like, oh, they put it on hold. I'm going to go run to the bathroom right now.
2: <laughs> okay. On that as of this very moment, five Raptor engines have... Okay. So they are currently running on, uh, that would be 28 engines as we pass through Max-Q, maximum aerodynamic pressure. So they're telling
0: us right now that five Raptor engines are out, so it is not at full capacity, which was that expected?
2: So
1: if I'm not mistaken, there are 33 Raptor engines on the bottom of this rocket, and on the static fire, I I think one or two didn't fire, so it was Mm -hmm. was only 32 or or 31 or 32. uh, It
2: is running on 28 Mm -hmm. of its 33 main Raptor engines.
0: 20 running on 28 engines right now.
1: At this point, if I'm not mistaken, this is a successful flight as of now. They just wanted to get off the launch pad, get yeah. all their readings.
0: Yeah. Wow. Well, and the other thing that's interesting is they have other starships ready to go. I know. Which is wild.
1: They have them just lined up out there.
0: I know. I mean, wouldn't that be the shock of the century if they were like actually afternoon flight folks? Stick around. <laughs> just Meanwhile, kidding, guys. That's funny. not going to happen.
1: Uh, oh, my God. Can you imagine? Be
0: Look at this. I love that. It, it appears to be
1: turning. This is straight out of Kerbal Space Program. They're just going to try and fly and avoid <laughs> the ground at this point.
0: If you're on the ground,
2: are you concerned right now?
1: Well, so they have this mechanism in place that if it's about to crash, they'll, like, self-destruct it in the midair.
2: Okay. It definitely appears that engines are out. The last confirmation was at least five Raptor engines. But then
1: again, out. you self-destruct a uh, stainless steel midair. I don't know the ramifications of that. Hopefully it's over the course yeah. already.
2: Yeah. yeah. There oh. appears to be a
1: spin. It looks a like spin. it's going down now.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's like literally doing loop-de-loops in the sky. And it Look at that.
1: Yeah, that's impressive. I honestly, yeah. I suck at Kerbal Space Program, so that's better already than I could do. <laughs> <laughs> I feel so left Noticeable. out. I feel like on space Twitter and people are like, yeah, I just built this huge megastructure in space and i'm like i am trying to get off the ground here I am to, it's hard i'm not an engineer
2: at the moment no other speculations at this point other than confirmation at least five of the uh raptor v2 i went mean out on booster seven. i'm okay
0: so i'm really excited for when this document because you know that they are going to have a documentary about this launch yeah and I am going to be so interested to hear the backstory of like how this happened <laughs> without a countdown, <laughs> and like what the deal was with that.
1: Well, it's still flying; it's still doing de loops. There
2: is always the chance that something can go wrong.
1: I think the oh. biggest. Oh, there it goes. <sighs>
2: oh. And that appears yeah. like the automated flight termination system has. Been okay. Activated. Automated. So flight that's what you were talking system. about earlier. Wow. Yeah.
0: Look at that. Okay.
2: Broken up there, ending today's test flight, but.
0: Wow.
1: Assuming it's over the gulf, they would be probably...
0: I feel like I was not emotionally prepared for that.
1: <laughs> I know. We needed a countdown. We needed we, a countdown. We were introing the podcast.
0: <laughs> because, like, this just never... I feel like this almost never happens where, like, it goes off. Like, there's always no, delays. No, there's always... Yeah. Of some kind. So I usually... I, maybe this is bad, but I'm always kind of like, yeah, they say this, but, I'm like, I've got at least 20 minutes, you know? Sure.
2: We have our tracking cameras continuing to see what we can. Okay.
0: Oh. Look. Oh, Cool.
2: Uh, there is a look, though, at the team inside SpaceX headquarters in Hawthorne. Wow. Which, again, a reminder this is a test. So the fact that. Oh, oh he's the right.
1: There he is. Stage zero is still standing oh. on the ground. He's smiling movement, for
2: sure. I think it's a huge success. You can see Elon there uh, in the front of the. You street. think he'd be
0: smiling a little more, though. Center. No? I mean, that's a big deal. Or was that beforehand? We so did the tower. I don't know.
1: Uh, and There's that documentary that footage. Yeah, I know.
0: Intact.
1: The launch Wait, tower. Wait, where's is
0: Gwyn? That is where's Gwen?
1: Far I don't know. I think those are still She's similar. doing all the work.
0: <laughs> Just over here asking the, the hard questions. No, but I, I, that's weird, right? That she wouldn't be in there?
1: I I don't know, but this is the exciting part, right? Yeah. So the, the, that was so, um, sorry, we're hearing it. Can
2: be saved, has been saved, and as a result will hopefully mean quicker turnarounds. Once they figure out what happened with this
0: vehicle. Okay. So that's interesting. So they may have multiple starships, but maybe not multiple little land. What do we call this? Like a landing or launch stand? Yeah,
1: ground. I think ground support is what they'll call. So this is the launch and catch tower. And then this would be the ground support. But they were worried about. That because it was the most powerful rocket ever launched.
0: Yeah, what is that made out of? I mean, obviously it looks like some amount of concrete, but Um, it's got to be pretty sturdy.
1: Bringing you live, the urban planner and the science communicator uh, talking about rocket science. You've come to the right place. I don't know what it's made out of. I'm going to assume
0: metal. Yeah, Uh, like it's fine. You could be watching Tim Dodd right now, but honestly, like. Yeah, what does he know? He's only
1: flying on that rocket later (laughs) next year or so.
0: Yeah, actually, that's a good point, though. When you think about it, he's definitely got to be like, like, okay, good.
1: Like, off the ground, that's good. Yeah,
0: like glad I didn't just like witness that blow up. We but also no. do have
1: to remember this flight was specifically like success for them on this flight was measured by how much they can learn yeah. and inform their next test flight. So mm-hmm. they weren't trying to get to the moon. Mm-hmm. They didn't even think they were going to get to Hawaii. I mean, they planned for it to go to Hawaii, but mm-hmm. – they have a bajillion sensors on the rocket. <laughs> so, and all they need to do is collect data on the yeah. launch so they can learn what could go wrong as their yeah. first launch. So yeah. I think that was a success, if I'm not mistaken.
0: Yeah, I think so as well. I mean, and that's the thing too that I think is like important to share with the public because also, like recently, relativity launched like the world's first 3D printed rocket, which was pretty amazing. And I think a lot of people were like, oh, but, like, you know, it didn't reach orbit or it didn't, you know, or whatever the metric was that right. it was, you know, hoping to do. But the point is is that, like, even all of these incremental steps are so critical. Mm-hmm. And if you look back at where the space industry was, like, I mean, even 15 years ago. Not even. Yeah, yeah, not even. It's like we're living in a different age now.
1: You were saying this earlier. We were talking about this is, I mean, you have kids. We've watched launches yeah. with our kids. Mm-hmm. The countdown, their questions are like, is it launching yet? Because Mike is be <laughs> too young to read the countdown. Uh, uh, yeah. And I'm like, no, it's it's almost there. It's almost there. Yeah. This would have been really exciting because it would yeah. have just launched out of nowhere. Yeah. But the general That's public, true. all their eyes are on this. Now, we launch rockets yeah. every week somewhere, yeah. Vandenberg, yes. Florida. Yeah. And we know that things get scrubbed. We mm-hmm. know that things don't go to the moon, which mm-hmm. means they must have been a failure, right? Like People don't yeah. understand all the reasons yeah. all these satellites we're putting up. Mm-hmm. And so something that is really useful for the general public if they're watching, listening, Look up the, the success metrics. So what mm-hmm. does success mean for this flight? For Terran they just wanted to reach max Q. Mm-hmm. So they wanted to reach the point in the launch where the most mechanical stress was being put on the rocket. Yeah. And they did. Yeah. And they, that was the goal. So it was a yeah. success.
0: Yeah. No, absolutely. Well, it's definitely exciting to see. I kind of am in disbelief right now. I can't believe that we just witnessed that. (laughs) I was
1: thinking about this, like, all morning. We're going to have this countdown. It's going to be exciting. We didn't even pour shots.
0: I know. Crazy. Yeah, what were we thinking? Well, congratulations, SpaceX. Very exciting stuff. And hopefully we'll learn more in the coming days about, like, everything they learned and, you know, everything that uh, was going on with those flips and... (laughs) And loops and uh, what was what was happening there?
1: I think there's going to be a new subset of uh, streamers trying to recreate this exact launch, the loop de lose and all probably uh, on Kerbal Space Program. Yeah. So well,
0: well and the other thing too is like so obviously you know this is a massive rocket. There was also an article that came out I think just yesterday about the fact that this also, I mean, oftentimes we talk about SpaceX being in conflict with the astronomy crowd. But the one thing that I thought was interesting, I think it was Martin Elvis, was, you know, who's at the Smithsonian Center for Astrophysics. He was mentioning that actually this could open the door for a lot more science payloads. Think of like really heavy telescopes or things like that. Like, for instance, the James Webb Space Telescope, right? Like that had to be folded up to then go out into space, which made it a lot more complicated. So this now could enable, you know, more frequency of heavy launch payloads and things like that.
1: So the James Webb specifically, I think they had to fold it up to like four and a half meters, something like that. Mm -hmm. I think total it's like six or seven meters wide. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Starship is like nine meters wide. I think that the available space inside is eight whole meters. So James Webb Space Telescope could have launched unfolded. Yeah. Just laying there.
0: I mean, honestly, I wonder if they're kind of like... Wrong time. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I'm very happy about all the James Webb Space Telescope images that we've been getting back on, like, what feels like a weekly basis. Right. We cover that, of course, in Continuum Newsletter. It's interesting because you do wonder, to a certain extent, like, how many missions or, you know, hardware, things like that, are people now like, okay, now this is feasible. Now we can actually right. go for it. It's our time.
1: It's also cool, too, because Starship, one of the things Starship will do, I mean, you said the animosity or whatever between astronomy crowd and starship spacex is because they're launching all these starlink satellites yeah starship is going to be able to bring massive like the next generation of starlink satellites which are massive yeah but it can also bring a ton of science experiments so instead of james webb having to pay a ton of money to try and integrate it fold it and have the only thing launch yeah you could fit a a couple telescopes on starship and deploy them yeah so i don't think in james webb's case That they're bummed, like, oh, we just missed it because they're, like, way past, they're way overdue.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there
1: may be some projects putting it on hold just to see what happens here.
0: Well, I would love to see, like, a thread of just, like, everybody's ideas or all these companies that are, like, okay, so this is, like, what we can now do with, like, you know, a greater capability. you
1: imagine just, like, all these companies in a Twitter thread, like, oh, here's what we're thinking. Here's what we're thinking.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No secrets here, right? Yeah, no
1: secrets. Open (laughs) science. No, it's true. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay, so I was planning, Tony, um, to be doing this in the lead up to the launch because I thought we were going to have some time, but I think it's still fun. We can do it now. Are you game for a couple fun segments?
1: Am I game? Of course
0: <laughs> I am. Okay, so the first one up, I'm really proud of myself for coming up with this. Two truths and a lie, Elon style.
1: Oh, dear. Okay, okay
0: so we're going to test your knowledge about the man, the myth, the legend, I guess, Elon. Feature future um, Hall of Famer. Yeah. Okay, so are you ready? Uh,
1: no. <laughs> Let's do it.
0: <laughs> okay, the first one. He almost sold Tesla to Google. He had a beloved Portuguese water dog growing up, and he dropped out of Stanford. Which is the lie?
1: I don't know when he moved to the United States. I know he's from South Africa. Mm-hmm. The water dog thing is just too rich to be fake. I'm going to have to say, oh, shoot, where did he go to college? Let's go to Stanford. Is that the <laughs> lie?
0: No. Oh, man. Okay, I don't the know. The Portuguese water dog was the lie. I think I
1: was just hoping that was true.
0: Yeah, I thought by being really specific, maybe that one. You threw me off. For yeah. Sure. Interestingly, he dropped out of Stanford after like two days. Oh. Could you imagine being his parents? If I sent my kid and like came up with the money for them to go to Stanford and they were like, I'm out 48 hours later. I'd be like, no, you're not.
1: (laughs) Even though I think his family was well off, I think that would have still hurt a little bit.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, or it's like, even if they were well off, could you imagine like at the country club trying to be like, yeah, my kid just dropped out of Stanford. It didn't last
1: a week. Dang. He's impressive. He left. Wow. Maybe that's like bragging, right?
0: Well, Elon's pretty old now. That's a little (laughs) rude.
1: (laughs) You know, he listens to this podcast. He's going to. I
0: mean, I'm sure. Just kidding. No, he's like in his fifties, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so I mean, back 30 then, years ago, that was like kind of before when it was cool to drop out of college to do a startup, right? Like, yeah. he was one of the OGs. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Someone fact-checked me on that. But anyway. He went to
1: Stanford. You yeah. It here.
0: Okay, here's the second one. He was an expert consultant for the show For All Mankind, was a source of inspiration for Tony Stark, and he played himself on The Big Bang Theory, which is the lie.
1: Once again, I know zero of these. So let, me, let me, let's see. It would not surprise me if he played himself on Big Bang Theory. The other one was For All Mankind. And what was the second one again? Uh,
0: he was a source of inspiration for Tony Stark.
1: <sighs> Tony Stark was, so he was, his character was written a long time ago, but I'm assuming you mean like the Robert Downey Jr. version. Yes. Um, when did that movie come out? 2008? I'm going to have to say Iron Man. Is that the lie? Nope, I'm wrong again. Oh my gosh, I'm so bad at this.
0: <laughs> no, he is not an expert consultant for the show for all mankind. Okay, I just had I to bring there that was up. a
1: chance because he's like working on a moon program.
0: Yeah, no. So it's Garrett Reisman, actually former astronaut, and oh, so also a real at, expert. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah and astronaut. also at USC. So he, I know, consults for that show. Which, if listeners here haven't checked out, Bailey Burns and I do a pretty sweet reaction video to that. Okay, so I, I have seen, seen it
1: one episode of that show. Yeah, because. Kids, you
0: know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're they're tricky.
1: <laughs> they are tricky. To be really understated. yeah, they are uh, tricky. Um, I will have to check that out. I have not watched it. That's the next. I just met thing. Bailey for the first time. You
0: just met Bailey.
1: I met you and Bailey.
0: Oh my god! On the same night. Okay, so I was, like, seriously trying to get Bailey to, like, go to this launch with me. And we were both like, no, we can't do that. It may not launch. Yeah. I mean, also, like, yeah, we will spend all of our money just trying to, like, be there for it. But, yeah, no, she's fantastic. Oh, yeah. She's amazing. She's a big friend of Celestial Citizen. She's on the podcast, definitely on our YouTube channel a lot. But, yeah, no, she's great. Normally, I'm used to people being like, of course I know Bailey. So whenever I hear someone just met her, I'm like, wow shocking because yeah. she's everywhere. She's, this is
1: what you get when you yeah. have somebody on the podcast that is yeah. not well-connected or an actual engineer. So that's your fault.
0: <laughs> I don't know about that. Okay. So we met virtually back in the clubhouse days mm-hmm. and I feel like still very nostalgic for a lot of those conversations. The early days, like after a while, I feel like you started getting a lot of flat earthers and like you started getting like <laughs> a mixed bag, but in the early days, it was, like, a lot of people in the space industry just having these, like, great conversations. Yeah. And now, I feel like it's kind of sad that it's 2023. And similarly, like, there were people I just met at Yuri's Night where I was like, oh, yeah, like, I remember you from Clubhouse, but we haven't have met in person yet. But yeah. I miss those days. A little. I mean, I don't. I mean, I don't want to go back yeah, to that the was, pandemic. That was
1: pandemic days. But, like, sure.
0: you know, that was, like, a silver lining, I guess we'll say. It was. And yeah. I will
1: say they are – making a resurgence so mm-hmm. that the rooms are happening okay. again. There was a dip. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it, we would be in those rooms and astronauts would pop in. Yeah. Uh, chief scientist at JPL, Jim Green, would just pop in and answer yeah. questions. Yeah. And we'd be like, Jim, go have dinner. He's like,
0: no. I'm just, I, there's so many I questions. Know, Let's talk was, about Mars. That was the thing is, like, people <laughs> would be in there for, like,
1: hours. Oh, yeah, hours. I remember going on a run. I was on a run for, like, two hours, and he was still going at the end. I
0: was like, you were on a run for two hours? That's impressive. Yes, wow. I Learning a lot about you. Yes. Today. It
1: wasn't, okay. I didn't enjoy it. But okay. it. my friend is training for a marathon.
0: It's funny, though, you say this because actually I do recall like a lot of people on Clubhouse like occasionally would like unmute and they'd be like out of breath because they were like running. And I was like, wow, this is such an interesting snapshot in time of like what life was like in 2020. Oh, half
1: the time I was on the couch with ice cream at midnight and the other half I was running errands. I would be on Clubhouse rooms at
0: the grocery store anyway. Oh, my God. My husband would be like, are you still on Clubhouse right now? Like, what is going on?
1: They're like, just leave me alone.
0: Oh, anyway.
1: For those of you who don't know, just real quick, yeah. Clubhouse is an audio-only app. Yes. We were okay. just getting chat rooms, and there was a huge yeah. space community. Yes. Now there's like 100,000 people in that club.
0: Really? Yeah. Wow. So Amazing. But anyway. Okay. Back to two truths and a lie. I'm clearly
1: excelling at Yes. Okay.
0: Um, yeah. You're 0 for 2.
1: I'm going to not go with my gut this time. <laughs> and see what happens.
0: Okay. <laughs> Elon owns a James Bond car. His mom is a model. And he refuses to eat cupcakes because they are inefficiently designed. I can't even say it. I can't even say it.
1: Um, okay, um, I know his mom's a model and I know he loves donuts. So, inefficiently designed. That's definitely the lie. Please don't say <laughs> yeah, it. That wrong. is the oh, lie. Okay, okay.
0: <laughs> that is a lie. But doesn't it sound like something he would say?
1: Yeah, I guess. I don't so. know. But also, he's also the other end of the spectrum where he also doesn't care about. Yeah. Anything he cares about things deeply, but also doesn't.
0: That's true. All right, I gave that one away. Yeah, he did. I couldn't <laughs> even. I couldn't even. Yeah.
1: You, I'll, honestly, I I needed that. So
0: okay. It. All right, all right, you're back in the game. All right, last one here. He is designing a community and calling it Snail Brook. He <laughs> <laughs> did
1: you Just give up another one.
0: <laughs> he has said that he operates best when micro dosing sleep cycles, and he has sold flamethrowers.
1: Oh, he definitely sold flamethrowers. That was awesome to see. And I know he sleeps in the office every once in a while. So it wouldn't surprise me on the microdosing sleep schedule. So, snails, what did you say? Snail, what?
0: Sna- Snail Brook is a community that he is designing.
1: That's gotta be the
0: lie. That is true.
1: No, it's not. <laughs> Snail Brook.
0: Google it, it's true. It's the worst name possible. But also, yeah, like a little bit frightened that he's designing a community. I mean, the urban planner in me is like, oh dear. But probably gonna
1: be surprisingly
0: impressive perhaps i mean like i will say that when he gets involved in social experiments it tends to end badly memes
1: yeah so
0: i don't know no the lie was the microdosing of sleep cycles okay yeah
1: he sleeps like a normal human
0: Mm -hmm. yeah
1: he wants us to really think he's human
0: and now a quick word from our gold sponsor multiverse media We are currently witnessing the birth of a robust, sustainable economy within cislunar space. What is cislunar space? Well, it's the part of space that ranges from low Earth orbit out to geostationary orbit, and then beyond toward the Moon's surface. This cislunar economy will involve a much more interconnected paradigm for space development. For a snapshot and user guide to the players and opportunities ahead, New Space Global, a multiverse media property, has produced a report titled Cislunar Market
2: Opportunities.
0: To get your copy, please go to cislunar.report and use coupon code CITIZEN10 for 10% off a single user license. Thank you again to Multiverse Media for sponsoring Celestial Citizen this year. Now back to the show.
1: Well, normally, the episodes that I've listened to, yeah. you ask ChatGPT to yeah. come up with some questions. Okay. So I asked it last night. I gave it a really, like, way too long of a, a prompt. Oh, boy. Basically saying, excited. you're a space expert. You've been working for NASA for the last 50 years. Okay. You've seen the tides shift of presidents having different, this you know. This is elaborate. I really was hoping for it to come up with, you know, disappointed. Yeah. It just came up with, like. Do you like Elon or Bezos better? Kind of stuff.
0: Really? But there were
1: some fun ones. Interesting.
0: Okay. okay. Yeah, let's hear it.
1: Would you rather have unlimited funding for space exploration or unlimited political support for
0: space exploration? Cool. It's
1: kinda of, uh, I know it's kinda of, kinda of heavy, but.
0: Yeah. Oh, I don't know, because that's like my mind goes to like dark places. Yeah. Cause like I'm like the uh, Unwavering political support to me is like, but is this like a fascist res- regime? No,
1: I'm thinking like international cooperation.
0: Oh, okay. I like that.
1: Okay. Yeah, I'm yeah, down I'm for that.
0: Because if you can figure that out, then... You
1: basically have unlimited money.
0: Yeah. And like, I feel like the willpower behind that too. So, yeah, the unlimited funding, I mean, in some ways, it already kind of feels like we have that a little bit. I mean, just we pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's like the richest people on the planet are focused on space. So... Yeah, so I'd go, yeah. If it's international cooperation, I'd go that route.
1: Okay, how about this one? This is another one. Would you rather have for a crewmate an android or an alien?
0: Alien. Really? Totally. Why? Yeah. Well, because like, A, I think that it would just be more dynamic. It would be more interesting. Like an alien has seen some things. You know what I mean? (laughs) It got
1: here Yeah, like
0: they have lived a life— and also there's, like, questions about, like, is this, like, an alien in a form that we would have, like, expected? Well, I don't even know. Like, what kind of alien form would you expect? I don't know. Or is it just, like, totally outside of, like, our conception of what life could even be? So I think I'd go with the alien because okay. the android, like, I mean, yeah, no no offense to chat GPT, but.
1: So my mind went to, like, R2-D2 or Chewbacca.
0: Oh, okay. Interesting.
1: And Chewbacca's chill. I like Chewbacca. Yeah. But having a computer that knows every language and can do everything could also be useful.
0: I don't know. Think about how many times, like, Chewie saved the day. Also, that's, like, a a large, like, especially if we're talking about, like, a large, like, war-fighting, like, alien that can, like, protect you. This, okay,
1: so this is a much longer conversation.
0: Okay, yeah. But I will
1: say that. The only reason anybody ever succeeded in Star Wars is because of R2-D2, kind of the main hero of the show. Yeah. Wow. I, don't, I know we got a lot of Star Trek fans That's controversial. Here, but, uh, if you,
0: that's really controversial to yeah. say. I mean,
1: he, he stopped the trash compactor from killing
0: and smashing true. all of them. Okay. Yeah. That and
1: would. other things that he did that I can't think of right now.
0: So I will agree that like C-3PO would annoy the shit out of yeah, me. Yeah, no, no. Like there's way. no way I could do that. <laughs> R2-D2 is cool. bb 8s cool. What was that droid's name from Rogue One?
1: Oh, the funny one. Yeah, I don't remember.
0: Anyway, but like, yeah. So there's, I mean, there's some merit to that, but I but would for
1: companionship. So Chewie,
0: yeah, like yeah. the bond between like Chewie and Han Solo. Like,
1: yeah, you're probably right that it would be go replicated. better.
0: But also think about like Yoda too. And Yoda's very wise. Could I, I have mean, Yoda so cool. on my side? Because I feel like it'd I feel be like if it was Yoda,
1: I would say yeah. Yeah. If it was Yoda versus anyone, I'd probably say yeah. <laughs>
0: This is like an interesting, I feel like this is an entirely different direction, but it's so true because also like we, I mean, the whole like Star Wars, Star Trek debate is like also very interesting. Like, are you a Star Wars fan or Star Trek fan?
1: So I'm new here, so I don't want to answer that question.
0: (laughs) You just don't want people coming for you in the comments. Yeah.
1: So um, I want you guys all to know that I'm on a road to recovery. I am getting there. I watched my first Star Trek episode this week ever. I was deprived. Up. I'm
0: not even really sure how to like respond to this right now. Wow.
1: So I'm ashamed. I'm coming out to the world. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we've, yeah. Uh, so I have seen a couple. Wow. Uh, I will clarify. I have seen a couple Star Trek episodes because they were exposed to me. Like on when I went yeah. to MDRS, we watched one. Okay. This week was the first time where I'm like, it's time. I'm going to start Next Generation, and from wow. episode one, and it was, I mean, it was amazing. Obviously, we should
0: be doing a reaction video to this. Yeah, like your live reactions. So
1: That'd be fun. I was raised.
0: Tell me you've seen The Expanse.
1: I love The Expanse. Okay. All right. So I have very interesting it gaps in my knowledge. So I was raised. Let me, let me be clear. I was raised religious. I was raised Catholic. Okay. Star Wars is very based in Catholic theology. Is it really? Yeah.
0: What? Yeah. How so do I not know this?
1: Anakin does not have a father. He was just born from the force into his mom, like the Holy Spirit, Jesus kind of deal. I
0: guess, yeah.
1: And there's just a lot of like, yeah. a lot of commonalities, a lot of yeah, parallels. Overlap. Jedis are basically like the version of priests. They live the same kind of life. You know, wow. there's a lot of fun stuff. And so mm. that's not why I was exposed to it. But I kind of watched 4, 5, six first because my dad never watched Star Trek. Like, yeah. Basically, in my generation, if your parents didn't watch Star Trek, you didn't watch Star Trek until you had yeah. a nerdy friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I watched all the Star Wars movies. And then I just Star Trek felt too big to tackle. So I just never had the time. And then I started having kids. And then, I don't know. So So I finally made the decision to do it. I don't recommend starting Star Trek for the first time. In the month, you have to finish your thesis. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm currently in my master's program right now in space studies at American Public University. And part of my thesis is I was an analog astronaut at MDRS. And I took all this footage. I was the journalist and videographer. And now I'm making it into a documentary. And so oh, part of my cool. thesis is this documentary. So yeah. very cool. But I just want to watch Star Trek now. So yeah. not good.
0: Not, um, not good conducive. for productivity. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But I was watching it and I was like, Jen, my wife, who grew up on Star Trek, yeah. did a horrible job exposing me to it, Jenna. <laughs> I was like, Jen, this Q guy is crazy. I don't yeah. like him. And yeah. she just bursted out laughing. and I don't know who Q is. I've never seen him before. Professor X was the bald guy in it from X-Men. You know, I'm still.
2: Wow.
1: I, oh, my gosh. Look at the oh viewership. Gosh, it just really... tanked. I just, all of your all of your <laughs> listeners just dropped off.
0: I'm just like, sitting here like totally stunned.
1: I'm sorry. No, I should have No,
0: that. I mean, this is interesting. Have you seen Battlestar Galactica?
1: Love okay. Battlestar. So, but I mean, have you seen
0: the old one or the no, newer the one? the newer one. Yeah, I haven't seen the older one.
1: The newer one. Yeah. I almost wore my Battlestar. I have a jacket with like the patches and everything.
0: I did not think that I would be so into it. And yeah. then it's, like, really good. Oh, but yeah. it's so bad that it's good. <laughs> sure. You know? Yeah. Like, I don't want to – because Katie Sackhoff is now Mandalorian fame. So yeah, like, don't piss not, her off. No, Have you also, her? I wouldn't want to piss her off in general. Like, no, she's, no. Like, <laughs> like, amazing. Like, she's, like, the most fit individual. Have you seen the – She's intense. I don't,
1: I don't think it's SNL. It Maybe Portlandia. Fred Armisen does this skit. Where him and his girlfriend or whoever he's living with are like, hey, have you heard of Battlestar Galactica? Let's watch it. And they basically don't sleep for a week. And they lose their whole lives and their jobs and everything because they have to keep watching Oh, the really? It's no, so I haven't accurate. seen it's that. Insane. Oh, my God. That's funny. Yeah. So next time I'll let you know that I haven't seen Star Trek
0: so you can, like, not yeah. invite me on your show. Yeah. Nobody's wow. listening anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh fair enough by the way you've got some great stickers over there you
1: know what feels a little bare this yeah, is a new no. bottle but yeah analog you need a sticker. celestial
0: citizen one obviously
1: i picked one up from your table ah. and i didn't know if i was gonna put on this or on oh this, you
0: know i should so. have done that that's a good idea look at this oh yeah totally plain real estate here yeah I'm but looking. i got some sweet open lunar stuff yeah we uh we were a sponsor for them last year so cool Anyway, okay, do you have more ChatGPT questions? Otherwise, I got I got some doozies for you here. Let's
1: hear your doozies, and I'll, I'll pick okay. some that I want to do.
0: Okay, so I want to see if you can name the best space songs, the five best space songs, in order that ChatGPT gave me. Do you think you can do it?
1: <clears throat> do I think ChatGPT can do it?
0: Well, that's another question.
1: Oh, gosh. In order.
0: Yeah, like, what do you think is number one?
1: Space Oddity. Yeah. Uh,
0: good job. You got one point. Rocket Man. In which spot? Elton John.
1: Oh, shoot. Okay. You, you saved Carter. Maybe
0: that's too hard. I In feel like I'm being really cool. hard.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'll go with uh, spot four. Three. <laughs> I was going to say three.
0: But that's I'll cool. give that to you because that's good. Yeah. Okay. okay.
1: All right. We got three more spots for yeah. space songs. Yeah. It's definitely not Space Bound from Eminem. Uh, let's see. Or whatever that song is. I don't is. even
0: know that song. I'm a space-bound rocket ship.
1: No. <laughs> anyway wow um,
0: that was you came in that's in
1: high register yeah, yeah. You got, wow you got that was a impressive there.
0: wow um, yeah.
1: shoot I'm blanking on all my space songs I want to say because I'm just such a big fan of Sleeping At Last when they did that Atlas space album to me that is just one of the most fantastic space albums I but I, I know no, it's no, not either. the
0: case I feel like I really man what other need an education here on some of these space uh, songs
1: space songs people are just tearing me up right now
0: any guesses out there
1: definitely Space Cowboy by NSYNC is that that better be on there? sync Space
0: Cowboy. Wait, I actually liked Sync. How do I not know that? That was on. Is that like a deep original? Track?
1: Yes, the original <laughs> album.
0: It was all the original. Well, okay. Lance Bass, yes, is like really into space. No, he
1: is a certified cosmonaut for the Russian Space Agency.
0: What? Oh, yes. No, that's right. Yeah. No, I knew that. I knew that actually because I read Lori Garver's book and she talked about that. Yes. She and I think he's kept it up to date.
1: Oh wait, Space Cowboy Joker better not be a song. Steve Miller Band.
0: Are there two Space Cowboy songs?
1: So the song is called Joker, but the the lyric is: Some people call me a space cowboy. Some call me the gangster of love. But I think that song's called Joker. It
0: definitely um, is called Joker. That's the first album I ever bought. So I do not know. Okay. I mean, there's a lot. So okay. this is, There's do. a lot of musicians that are really interested in space, clearly. Personally, my favorite is Beach House, Space Song. Have you heard this? Never. <laughs> so that one is amazing. Did not make the list. Okay, chat, so I got GBT. three of them. Yeah, you got – well, Space Cowboy was, like, way down at number 10. And I did ask for the top five. Top five. Okay. But it's okay. that a was a challenge. Life. It are was we, a challenge.
1: Are we thinking more classic rock? Like –
0: So number two is Across the Universe by the Beatles. I think we can all agree. That's a good one. Starman comes in at number four. I actually like Starman more than Space Oddity. Oh, yeah, sure. I was kind of
1: lumping those together. my
0: favorite David Bowie one is not even on here, which is Moon Age Daydream.
1: Yeah, I agree. That's
0: a good one. Yeah. And Life on Mars only made it to number seven, which actually kind of surprised me. Number five. Okay, I have never heard of the song Intergalactic by the Beastie Boys. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> I want to play it. I wanna- Wait, okay. So, like, I am, I, I think, yeah. I, I think I'm too young. Because, like, I don't, i yeah. just like, when did this come out?
1: It's like intergalactic, it's like- planetary, planetary, <laughs> intergalactic. <laughs>
0: nope. <laughs> I,
1: we're
2: it's awful. I true.
0: have, no, I have never heard that before. Okay. But also, like, I don't really know the Beastie Boys. I don't know them as well I think it was, like, I mean, like, NSYNC was... Will we get a copyright (laughs) strike? I don't know. We'll try it. It's literally
1: the first thing that comes up when I type in Beastie Boys
0: on YouTube. No way.
1: Really? You need to look up Beastie Boys more often. Yeah. Yeah. All of my my musical knowledge is from the 70s and 80s, and it's all classic rock. So I I cannot help there.
0: This is wild. Wait, what? Is this the... Is this it? Oh, yeah. This is it right now?
1: So hold on. Yeah, I'll have a, uh, do you want to play it? You know what? Yeah. We've, yeah. we've probably heard it. I. You put, So this is the the video. You'll see it on the feed here. Um, is this the song? This is the song. Oh, I've here. definitely heard this song. You've heard it.
0: No, I don't think no, I this have. Song. It's the
1: song I haven't started yet. This is just their like,
0: lead-up to it. You Dang know, it. I'll, I'll bring it up. <laughs> You're like, yeah. Uh, yeah, I've definitely heard that.
1: Well, I've heard this music. They're clearly using it for the beginning. Oh, <laughs> oh,
0: so oh here uh, we go. Up, here up, we go. really realistic graphics I like it
1: but this music is like common I feel like yeah this is like just
0: theatrical space music
1: wow they got such accurate looking scientists are these the actual Beastie
0: Boys yeah the actual Beastie Boys (laughs)
1: like
0: them are these the boys from Beastie (laughs) is this the Beastie Boys tribute band oh my god I just don't even know what they look like this is wild
1: Can we reshoot the intro to this podcast and do those scenes? Yeah, I mean,
0: right? Like, this is is actually kind of fun. Can you imagine the people watching this being like, what are they doing?
1: I feel like today, people wouldn't bet nine. Yeah. All right, have you?
0: No, I've never heard this. I've never heard this. Oh my gosh, that robot's dancing.
1: It's like a Cylon. Nope, I've never heard it.
0: What year is this from? The 90s.
1: They were like 2020. I mean... I do like the dancing robot.
0: Yeah, it's, it's fun.
1: Yeah, I was too young in the 90s to... Uh, listen to anything other than what my older sister in sync or what yeah. my parents were showing me so
0: interesting I mean I was into and my I think my first cd was like new radicals do you remember them yeah yeah that was good my you're first, laughing is this a bad no, I feel like that's a good one
1: my first cd was Steve Miller Band and okay. Creedence Clearwater Revival
0: oh wow do you yeah. want to know what my second one was yeah Simon and Garfunkel there you go Okay. Very good. The classics. All right. So back to this list here. Well, anyway, the rest of For, them. I'm like... I'm really
1: sorry. You about that. No, by no, the way, don't be sorry.
0: I mean, you guys looked <laughs> devastated yeah. when I we...
1: was crushed. <laughs> I was just like, yeah, of course it's in the top ten. Of course.
0: <sighs> that is wild. Yeah, I I, I have no idea. Okay. okay.
1: Same reaction to Star Trek. Yeah. yeah. Same reaction. Have, haven't seen Star Trek? That's crazy. Yeah. You know what? I feel like up to age. 12, it's my parents' fault, but after that, I take full responsibility. Yeah. So. Sorry about please, that. Please tell me you've, you've heard of the Wayland Yutani Corporation. The what? Yeah. The Wayland Yutani? No. Okay. It's from the Aliens universe. Yeah, it's another so, one. It's uh, company. Yeah. Sorry, guys.
0: Although, I, okay, so to take some heat off of you for a minute, I did not watch Star Wars until I was like in my 20s.
1: So I will say, just not... Star Wars 4, 5, 6. Mm hmm. Very amazing when it came out. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Mm-hmm. The stories that they're making now are really good. There yeah, was yeah, for sure. So,
0: yeah, the older ones are, like, great because they're, like, the originals yeah. and the classic. Now, how do you feel about one, two, three? What's
1: so, the prequels, I didn't love when I saw them.
0: Oh, okay, right? interesting.
1: Darth Maul, I just saw, like, a face full of makeup. Yeah. And then Clone Wars was bad. Yeah. And then Revenge of the Sith, where Anakin becomes Darth Vader, was good.
0: Okay. Very good. Because it was like,
1: you're doing a lightsaber duel on a lava pit. It was awesome.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But then watch.
1: There's these (laughs) these animated series, which are totally written for adults, I promise. I promise. Clone Wars Mm -hmm. and Rebels, which Mm -hmm. are on Disney Plus. They're these animated series. Yeah. The last season of Clone Wars Mm -hmm. takes place, the entire last season takes place in the midst of episode three. Okay. Oh, interesting. I think now that I've seen Clone Wars and I've seen Rebels and I love them. Because they filled in all of that lore of one, two, three, I watch them and I just love them. Because I know all the background of Darth Maul. And yeah. I know all the background of Count Dooku and, like, all this stuff. So I, I enjoy them That would be interesting. You know, it's I like feel anything. like
0: we need, like, a master visual timeline of, like, where all of these different movies. because Sometimes I get confused about where they squeeze in. I have in. one on
1: Bookmark. I'll show you after.
0: Really? Yeah, I'm a Star Wars fan. So okay. That's yeah. That's the, Although I will say, actually, like, I was here for episode two. Were you? Yeah. It just visually was very interesting to me.
1: Like with all the clones and the long neck alien people?
0: No, just with the landscapes and the cities and stuff like that. Like, I found that to be kind of interesting. But also, like, I am definitely here for the Anakin Padme love story.
1: Then that's why you love this episode
0: two. There you go. Also, like, I – this is controversial. Obi-Wan. daddy won Kenobi.
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, no, I'm saying I don't like him. Oh, you don't like him. No, okay, I that's don't like him. No. Oh, my goodness. So, like, I just want to clarify. This stands here. So, no, my issue with Obi-Wan is that Anakin was right. Yes. Obi-Wan was harboring feelings for Padme, 100%. Not saying I don't want to support toxic masculinity here on this podcast. Still not okay that Anakin went off the deep end. But he was not completely unfounded in his...
1: I will say, in suspicions. your defense, the limit of defending toxic masculinity is when you kill your wife. So yeah. yeah. So you're fine there. Definitely. But Obi-Wan had a love interest and she died.
0: Wait, what? Yeah.
1: Clone Wars, baby. He had a love interest. She was the ruler of Mandalore.
0: Oh. Yeah. Wait, is this gonna come up on the Mandalorian?
1: So it's Lady Bo Katan's sister. Oh. Yeah. So in the Clone Wars they go over that. And he so the reason why I don't like Obi-Wan is yeah. because he gives Anakin so much shit for. Like the attachment. So
0: either way, Obi-Wan kinda sucked.
1: Oh man, don't get me started. I, I definitely just feel like people are
0: people are gonna come for us.
1: They will. So maybe I, we should yeah.
0: get off this topic yeah, because we I feel just... like I feel like we're people are gonna hate us. For you wanna have a Star Wars only um,
1: episode that nobody listens to? Just let me know. I on have one.
0: <laughs> <laughs> people get really salty on YouTube, by the way, as well. Like, I mean, so Bailey and I, when we started those for all mankind reaction videos like the first one we did we had no idea what we were doing i mean let's be honest we still have no idea what we're doing (laughs) but we do it but it came out and people were like this is terrible this is the worst reaction video i've ever seen in my entire life and i was like wow thank you for the engagement uh (laughs)
1: thanks for the comment don't forget to like because that's and watch all the way through and click on the recommended video please
0: well that's the thing these people do watch all the way through because they're like i can't believe you said this at minute 23 20 seconds, like whatever. And so it is quite interesting. But now I will say that we have like evolved. And now that we've done a couple of seasons of it, like our community is cool. Like it's like legit.
1: You mean the Celestial Citizen in general community?
0: Obviously. Yes. Okay. But no, but no, in this particular instance, I'm talking about the YouTube. People on YouTube community. are cooler now. Yeah, because we have like found these people that are all super fans of For All Mankind. Got it. And so every week that we would like put it out, then everybody would give their predictions of like what's going to happen in is the that next show still episode.
1: Yeah. And you're still be- doing reactions?
0: Yeah. Oh, so there's cool. gonna be a season four coming up.
1: Oh my gosh. Okay. I know. We
0: need to level up. So uh <laughs> Do you watch the whole episode? Oh yeah. Whole episode. Oh, maybe
1: that's just how I'll watch it.
0: Yeah, and then we do like post-show commentary.
1: Wow, it's like The Walking Dead all over again. <laughs> Sorry, they used to do that. Back <laughs> so, when the show was good.
0: <laughs> yeah, so I mean, but it's it's fun. And the thing is is that like honestly, I suspect that some of the people that are in our community like have inside knowledge. Because some of them, like, the predictions are too good. I'm like, no way you just called that. Hmm. But anyway, I don't want to give anything away. All right, so I have another funny thing that I asked. ChatGPT. Okay. Okay, so I was like, could you come up with five other names for Starship? (laughs) Okay. Just just to see what it would yield. (laughs) All right. So we got Galactic Galleon. Terrible. These were terrible names. Cosmic Cruiser. Better. Not bad. I also like that ChatGPT, like, Also, I didn't ask it to explain these choices, but it did. Oh. So it gave justifications. For number three, it came up with intergalactic igloo, which was weird. And it says this name is a bit more whimsical and unexpected. I would say so.
1: That's the only description it gave?
0: Well, it says, but it could be a fun way to make the rocket stand out from other spacecraft. I think Starship's doing that on its own. I don't know.
1: They could use some marketing help (laughs) (laughs) from ChatGPT, the igloo.
0: (laughs) All right, the next one is Planetary Pogo Stick.
1: It does look like a pogo stick. The
0: I mean, things. honestly, after all those loops and stuff, like, yeah, I mean, I don't know. It does need something a little more whimsical, maybe. And then this last one doesn't even make any sense. Interstellar Ice Cream Truck. And then I was like, ChatGPT, you're done. You're drunk. Yeah, <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> Go home. But then this one was interesting. I then asked ChatGPT for friend suggestions for Elon. For, based like celebrity on, friends? Yeah, like based <laughs> on speculated compatibility. I thought, like, maybe Elon needs a little help. And so I was like, yeah, can you offer up some ideas? Who do you think it came up with?
1: This conversation could potentially get very political right now. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. I don't know. Um, Who would it come up with? Initial reactions are like other?
0: It actually was a little political, I'll say. Yeah, you're not wrong.
1: But not like Ben Shapiro political?
0: No, no. So number eight was Kanye West.
1: Oh, yeah. I guess that's not surprising that that would be on there. The, Trump, just, is Trump on there?
0: No, Trump is oh, not okay, on there. Okay. okay. So, like, number one is Bill Gates. He kind of mocks Bill Gates. Like, I don't know. It feels he like does a toxic mock,
1: friendship. Bill was like, a super big proponent of the space program. You know, he had a moon rock in his office, and he like, a, a lunar sample in his yeah. office. And whenever— He would get, like, hesitation from people about funding some bill. He would bring them into his office, (laughs) some bill, Uh, bring them into his office and, like, point to The Rock and say, this is what happens when everyone agrees and everyone works together, we accomplish stuff like this. And he would use that. Wow. Pretty cool. So, yeah, I guess that that makes sense.
0: Okay. Number two, Mark Zuckerberg. I don't see that. Just because they're both rich boys. Richard Branson, I mean, I think they are friends. Yeah. So... Number four is Jeff Bezos. I'm like, they are absolutely not friends.
1: Do you think they're not friends?
0: Oh my, 100%. Really?
1: I don't know. I don't know.
0: There's no, okay. I don't claim to understand the male psyche too much, but like I will say there's absolutely no way that two people who identify as like alpha males and are like, do not like people criticizing them in any way could possibly be friends with how much Let me fill
1: you in on the the male psyche. Okay. If their wives wives (laughs) are friends- (laughs) <laughs> they're friends that's all there is to it
0: but like i still have so many questions <laughs> no because so like,
1: there's that picture Elon of them, and like, grimes
0: are no longer together right? right is this i think so are they i don't know i don't know i mean and then was it lauren sanchez is with like i don't see lauren sanchez and grimes being i
1: guess that's a good point
0: but honestly elon like i feel bad saying this. like i don't see him like settling down with anyone ever
1: i don't either i don't know to their friendship I know that there's that photo – gosh, there are people listening to this that probably know one of these two guys. Probably. There's that photo of them talking about space companies back in, like, 2001 or something like that. They're at, yeah. like, a dinner table. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. before they started. Where Elon
0: looks older than he does now. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. And, yeah, Jeff Bezos is, like, straight out of the dot-com era. And yeah. I think there's a possibility they could be. Or what? cordial, cordial. They're not, like, doing barbecues
0: together, but oh. – I, I feel like Jeff probably like hates. Also, if you talk to people who work at Blue Origin, they are like unrelenting in their dismissiveness of SpaceX. Wow, that was harsh. Maybe I should like scale that back. But they in,
1: both work for billionaires, though. Like they both work for the similar. But type it's of, not.
0: It's basically because they like Blue feels like they're legitimately. Doing things and they feel like SpaceX is a lot of hype, which I'm like, SpaceX has also done. I don't know, like I am not here to be like a SpaceX.
1: (laughs) You're just putting words in people's mouths today. Wow.
0: (laughs) I know it's dangerous. Give me a mic and this is what happens. I feel
1: like there's definitely grounds for each of them to be have a lot of pride for Mm -hmm. their company because Mm -hmm. they've both done stuff. Yeah. I know that Blue is working on a lot of really exciting stuff. Yeah. But Starship has actually accomplished more.
0: Yeah. SpaceX, SpaceX. I mean. Yeah. I don't know. My guess is that they would be friends. I mean, I I'm not as optimistic as you are. Okay. But I mean yeah, maybe knows. I just want
1: them to be because I don't want the two like you don't want animosity. space people to be at war with
2: each other.
0: Yeah. I don't know. It's just like it's interesting because blue and SpaceX also as company cultures, it's such like, I mean, there is a very like distinct vibe, I think, with those cultures as well. And so, I mean, at least as I've seen it, like people at Blue are like, obviously we're the best. And people at SpaceX are like, obviously we're the best. Well, I and. feel like
1: you kind of have a choice of which one you're going to work at. It's yeah. definitely one or the other. It's not like,
0: oh, ah, whichever one I end up with. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mm-hmm. guess that makes sense. It's interesting. Um, <laughs> okay, number five was Neil deGrasse Tyson. Okay, that was. Which, like, I thought they had beef as well. I thought Elon and Neil were not friends. So there's. <laughs> I feel like this was like ChatGPT GPT trying to, like, mend fences Get here. Us
1: a, a, or, or create barriers here. Yeah. I don't mm-hmm. feel like that they would be friends. Well. Maybe they'd be friends. But Neil deGrasse Tyson, amazing science communicator, mm-hmm. he interrupts people on his podcast so much. Like, really? Like when he was on with Joe Rogan, like constantly interrupting him. I mean, he knows what he's talking about, so he yeah. probably can, but it was frustrating. To
0: like him. correcting them or just interrupting?
1: Just interrupting in general. Interesting. I feel like that would get on Elon Musk's nerves. So yeah. I don't know how time together would be mm. um, with them. But I like both of them, so. Wow. That'd be nice if they were friends.
0: It would be. Okay, I'm going to skip ahead here for timing, but the last one shocked me to my core. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Greta Thunberg. I think I said that right, the last name, Yeah. And I was like, no way would Greta and Elon ever be friends. And it explains. It says, it may seem like an unlikely pair, but they both share a concern for the environment and desire to reduce carbon emissions. That's true. They could potentially collaborate on projects. I mean- if I lived to see the day that those two collaborate, I would be okay, like, so shocked. Okay, so I
1: will say that the XPRIZE I think yeah. the Foundation, they were one of the initial ones where Elon, I think that was kind of synonymous with Elon deciding to create a rocket to the moon. Mm-hmm. The science that they're focusing on now is a lot about carbon capture and removal. And I know Elon is a big proponent of XPRIZE. Yeah. So I think he's doing a lot of work in that space.
0: He is. No, to be sure. It's just like... Philosophy of it though. Like <laughs> yeah. Greta's like taking boats to get around. Like she's not even like flying. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, I, I just feel like it's a very different perspective. Like, do you think she was happy watching this launch? No, today? there's no way. Probably not.
1: But also, no.
0: Interesting Time article actually came out this week, too, about, like, the emissions related to spaceflight. Yeah,
1: do you know, is it, like, going to be significant? I feel like it is.
0: Yeah, I mean, I actually want to do more of a deep dive. Like, I feel like we might do, like, a podcast episode on Maybe that. Maybe
1: that's why he's creating electric cars, to just offset all the rocket launches.
0: You heard it here first, folks. Whoa.
1: Big brain moment.
0: Deep conspiracy. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. This episode of Celestial Citizen Podcast is in part sponsored by the Colorado School of Mines Space Resources Program. This first-of-its-kind interdisciplinary program offers certificate, Master of Science, and PhD degrees for professionals around the world interested in the emerging field of extraterrestrial resources. The program focuses on developing core knowledge, And design practices for effective and responsible identification, extraction, and use of resources in the solar system to enhance space exploration and enable the new space economy. To learn more about the Mines Space Resources Program, educational opportunities, and research activities, check out its webpage at space.mines.edu. Thank you again to the Colorado School of Mines Space Resources Program for your sponsorship this year. Okay, so let's see. I've got a couple more things here. Do you have anything you want to jump in with, though?
1: Real thing or fun thing?
0: Either way. Surprise me.
1: I think that you've asked this before to a guest, okay. but I don't
0: think you responded to it. I never like to be on the opposite side of the mic. I like don't really do many podcast episodes okay. myself because I hate it.
1: But with that being
0: said, please.
1: (laughs) I have two that I want to ask. Okay. And they're kind of heavy.
0: Oh, no. First one's
1: light. Second one's heavy. Okay. All right. I think I know the answer that you're going to give. But would you rather have a spacecraft with AI that can make its own decisions or a spacecraft that is completely under your control?
0: This is, like, not going to reveal – well, I'm a total control freak. So I would definitely want it under my control for sure.
1: Yeah, I think most people that have seen – 2001 Space Odyssey would probably agree.
0: Yeah, also Moon. People don't talk about Moon enough.
1: I haven't seen Moon. Oh, my
0: God. Have you all seen Moon?
1: Yes. What yes. year did it come out recently?
0: Maybe like 2008. Yeah. 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 Somewhere around there. Okay. And, and it was like surprisingly ahead of its time for like 2008 in okay. terms of like what it envisioned. But the AI was like Kevin Spacey, which like Kevin Spacey. Oh, gosh. Kevin Spacey. I mean, Spacey. even before he was canceled, freaked me out. So <laughs> like honestly, his voice would... Nightmares still. Okay,
1: I'll watch it yeah. after my thesis. Directed by Duncan Jones, the son of the original Space Oddity.
0: Yes, that's right. I forgot about that connection.
1: Interesting. Yeah, okay. yeah. I've got some listening and watching to do. Yeah. I literally have a long list I now forgot of things about to do after that. I finish my
0: thesis. That was a good one. That Yeah, I forgot about that. All
1: right, this one's more fun. Would okay. you rather have a force field that can protect you from anything or a weapon that can destroy anything?
0: Force field. Obviously. Yeah. Sorry.
1: Like I forget who I'm asking. I'm like, but yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> No guns in space. Oh, right. Also, for all mankind, no guns on Earth, but whatever. Okay, I'm definitely <laughs> – we said we weren't going to get political. Ooh, sorry. Uh, but no, but it's true. I mean, for all mankind, right, I don't want to spoil anything, but uh, they, they, break brought, the outer space they brought guns to space. And <laughs> they things didn't end up so well. let see. Yeah. Well, so.
1: in Space Force, they brought wrenches to space.
0: So. <laughs> <laughs> We also did reaction videos to Space Force, and then it got canceled.
1: I was so mad. I loved that show.
0: Oh, my God. So, Bailey, by the way, ask her the next time you see her. Okay. We were, like, doing a reaction video, and she's, like, telling me. So, she is from Colorado and, like, I guess was, like, socially hanging out with some Space Force folks. And one of the guys got drunk and started talking about some, like, secret thing that they were working on. Yes. And it was called, like, the Slippery Pickle. I'm not even making this up. <laughs> Some sort of maneuver. She's like talking about it, kind of describing it. And I was like, Bailey, are you sure you want to do this? Like, this is going up on YouTube. And so anyway, she's like, well, it's the guy's fault. He was drunk. He shouldn't have told me. Sure enough, like we put it up. And like, all I want to say is that there was some suspicious activity around that video. Really? Um like yeah, in just the upload process and like mm. like raised a lot of red flags which we don't normally get. So anyway, like I don't know if that Slippery Pickle was actually like released and now here I am doing it again. But Yeah,
1: this better upload. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> so so I that is great.
1: With a couple Space Force guys and they basically said about that show. They thought the intro was funny. Yeah. But really, nothing else. They thought oh. that or sorry, that the one thing that they thought was super accurate was the joint staff meeting where, like, all the oh, heads yeah. of the different departments. Yeah. They said that was that just cracked everyone up. But
0: well, we have like a running bit in our newsletter as well that I'm convinced Space Force is the most be- like beautiful, most musical. Of all the branches of the military. How is that? Like, okay, if you Google like Space Force performing stuff, there's like, I forget what his rank is, but some guy who's pretty high of was like performing Don't Stop Believe Can we get that? Up? Actually, can we like,
1: like in his uniform, like yes, at a yeah. Space Force event? It was event.
0: at a Space Force event. He like went for it. Okay. He like really went for it. Yeah. If you, like, search, don't stop, believe in Space Force, I think it comes up. Or I'm sure I can find this, too.
1: So that's what they're doing with all that money.
0: (laughs) They're they're like a party. Like, Space Force, like... So I will say, those guys that I met,
1: they love being at Space Space Force. Yeah. uh, But I will say, right, they... NASA's been around since
0: 58.
1: Yeah. Their budget this year is, like, $25 or something like that. Yeah. Space Force was... Founded in twenty nineteen, I think. Yeah, Their I think
0: that's right. Budget
1: is twenty six billion. Yikes! So, uh, so they've got a musical department. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> we got like imagine they've got like a band room with like old yeah. instruments on the ground.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. Well, if we can't we can't find that now, that's fine. But you can look that up later because it is. I will. Pretty amazing. I absolutely will. Okay, so the other thing that I asked Chat GPT. Was to generate name suggestions for Elon's next child. So I think we're on like 34 now. Oh no, I'm God. just kidding. I don't know. I don't no, no, know. No,
1: that's Nick Cannon. That's not Elon Musk.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? But anyway, okay, so what
1: the, was this last one? X-ash
0: 12 something. Yeah, I don't even really Kyle. know how to pronounce I don't it. Know. Yeah. So the first one is, and I'm like, this is it. so S3X-1. This name could be a play on the word space. Yeah, but also, right? I was like, that's what I I didn't want to say it, but that's what I was thinking. Well, that makes sense because
1: those are his his Tesla models.
0: Yeah, also true. Okay, number two would be Neo 7. Kind of
1: not surprising.
0: Number three would be Arrow. R four. I actually know people who have named their kids Arrow. A- also, like I shouldn't speak. I'm not gonna like name them here publicly. But like my kids have space names or like space fl- or like aviation names for the cool. most part. But I did not go. Yeah, with Yeah. What are their
1: socials? <laughs> <laughs> Just say them on the show. <laughs> uh, oh my god. Uh, Arrow like A R R O W. Uh,
0: of
1: Okay.
0: That's dash cool. R four. Yeah. And then the last one would be Z3 P H Y R. So like Zephyr dash M. A lot of dashes here. Yeah. How about just like mm, not here Matthew. for Matthew? <laughs> <laughs> what if you just surprised people and like <laughs> why? Like, like a something? Michael yeah. or a John? Yeah, that would be interesting. Hmm. Um, okay, so let's see. The other thing that I did, although I don't even want to read this because it's terrible, but I did ask Chat GPT to write a poem in the event of a successful launch. And also in the event of an, unsuccessful oh, oh, right. launch. <laughs> but it gave me this like ridiculously too long situation. But I did think it was funny. The one in case of a failed launch, which I guess we can do now because yes. it was successful. Of course. But it was like the engines roar, the flames ignite, the starship rises in the night. But as it climbs, something goes wrong. Oh, no. The ship begins to falter, to thrash and throng. The cheers turn to gasps across the globe as the starship stumbles and fails to probe. I mean, this is wild. Chat GPT, like throwing out some poetry here. But it's bad, right? Yeah, it's not good. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. So that's like kind of the extent of my Chat GPT stuff.
1: All right. I have a list of 20 questions and 15 of them were not good. So
0: um, And that's the risk you take with Chat GPT for sure. That is true. Well, um, any final thoughts on this launch? That
1: that was actually really <laughs> that was actually really fun. That it just happened without us knowing. Yeah. I don't know when we'll, we'll be able to experience that again. And no, it was yeah. a success. So
0: yeah, maybe they're trying to make it a new trend. Like from here on out, launches no countdown. Yeah, I gotcha. Yeah, more exciting that way.
1: He did say Elon did say success, unsure uh, or whatever. Yeah, excitement guaranteed.
0: Do you think he did this on purpose?
1: It feels. Uh, You do.
0: You totally do. He walks the line of,
1: like, it being too big of a deal to risk, but also not giving a shit if it doesn't. Like, it's just like, eh, just don't put the timer up there. That doesn't seem like a big deal.
0: I don't think he thinks about it as, like, oh, this is too big of a deal. I think he's kind of got a—I mean, kind of has a God complex, to be sure.
1: I guess what I'm saying is he probably— the way he measures risk is just much different than anything else. So he probably makes sure— that everything that needs to go right goes right, and everything else is just whatever.
0: But also, like, is there risk? Like, if they were like, oh, we're going to reset the clock at, like, 10 seconds, but then he was just like, we should just, like, do this. I don't think
1: there's any risk because at that point it's it's an automated sequence, right, after, like, a minute or something like that, right? Like, nobody's – I don't know if anybody's pushing a button. I think that – like, at zero? I
0: don't know if they still Well, somebody's got to push some buttons, yeah, right? But I mean, like, do they I, mean, I don't think there's, like, a big red time. button, right. you know, with, like, the glass closure over it. But I do think that, like, at some point, there could have been a moment where they were basically like, okay, we're going to, like, reset the clock. And then, like, Elon was like, maybe just don't. Yeah. Maybe I would see that. I guess happen. I see that happening. Yeah. I don't know It's going to be memorable. I'm the
1: guy who thinks he's friends with Jeff Bezos, so don't ask me.
0: I know. I feel like you have a very optimistic view. And, like, maybe I'm the polar opposite of that at times. Anyway, it's interesting. I don't know. I like living in your world, though. And it's pretty so. fun over here. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I think that's a wrap for today. Thank you, everyone, for joining us for this historic SpaceX Starship launch event. And thank you, Tony, for being here to share in this moment with us.
1: The expert aerospace engineer over here. (laughs) Thanks for having me. It was a
0: blast. And I hope if you're listening that you are already a subscriber to our Substack newsletter. Sorry, Elon. But also you can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, subscribe to our YouTube channel, all that good stuff. Celestial Citizen podcast is available on all the major streaming platforms. And Continuum podcast is only available right now on Substack. So thanks for tuning in, everyone. This is Continuum, one giant leap every other week.